the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Rob Black and your money. And now, here's Rob Black. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. At times, I seem like a cynical ass, and I am, but I do appreciate it. Let's talk about some things out there today. First and foremost, weekly initialist jobless claims disappointed. Overall, producer prices climbed sharply, but core prices increased in line with expectations. So we're watching for inflation. We're watching for employment numbers. Trade deficits showed little change, but it proved shallower than expected. The dollar has extended a recent downturn, which will be a story of the year. I do think we have a weak year for the dollar, not as weak as last year. Some Eurozone countries held another round of successful debt offerings, and that's positive. Winter's Day included the oil sector, transportation, oil storage, oil transportation, oil refiners, the whole sector, agricultural products as well. So commodities did well. Automakers did well. Coming out of the Detroit Auto Show, people feel pretty confident. Internet did well. And casinos and gaming. Stock market got a boost yesterday with Portugal's relatively successful bond auction. Today, it was the disappointment of the jobs in the United States. And then you also had ECB, European Central Bank President Jean-Claude Shea. He mentioned today that the Eurozone is starting to see inflationary pressures, especially in energy prices. We're seeing them here in the United States. I appreciate that he said it because no one else is saying it. Have you seen oil go from 60 to 90, 192, 93? Or probably you saw it go from more like 75 to 91, 92, 93. A lot of what I tried to do on this podcast is point out what I see. And one of the things that I saw today, for instance, was a headline story tied towards AT&T, largest phone company in the United States. They said they're going to cut $17 billion from retained earnings and book an expense for the last quarter as it changes the way it handles accounting for its pension fund. Becoming a little bit more conservative. Now, the headline is AT&T to cut retained earnings by $17 billion. That's kind of scary. I love it. it. looks like they're losing $17 billion in profits, but what they're doing is the real economics of pensions are problematic, and they're doing what they can based on the size of the liability to show you how it's accounted for, and it's a massive liability. They don't want their balance sheet to look as if they got more cash than they do. The cutting of the benefits plans, discount rate, or the projected interest rate used to value the expected return on a pension fund's assets from 6.5% down to 5.8%. That cut is part of a move to tie the plan's expected returns more closely to movements in the market. Cumulative effect of the change is going to reduce retained earnings and or the portion of net income not paid out to dividends, retained. So earnings are $17 billion less than what we thought they were. That's clearly a negative headline. But I like it on the long term as it shows you that they're taking a much more conservative approach to what they're telling Wall Street. 
I thought I'd try to stick with as much research today as I can. Some of it's going to be really out of the scope of useful to you. Not a lot of lessons today, a little bit more. What does Wall Street see? It's always interesting to wake up and instantly see things like employment data out of Australia. Their unemployment rate, 5%. What's ours in the United States? 9%. 9.4, 9.6, 9.8 in that range. What's the real rate of unemployment? You get the idea. So New Zealand unemployment comes out and their housing prices came out and their commodity prices came out. I want you to look at these things because in my last podcast, I showed you about world consumer spending. You mix that in with the unemployment rate in Australia and you go, hey, let's participate in the Australian market somehow. Let's find a way. You know, whether you're playing the Hang Sing, the Shanghai, the Nikkei, maybe an ETF tied towards Australia. You got to kind of put these pieces of the puzzle together. You can't do this all on your own. You have to look for more sources of information. China Mobile got an interesting bit of analyst research today. Analyst initiated China Mobile, ticker symbol CHL. It says $50 stock, and it's currently a $50 stock. It's ticker symbol CHL. It's a dominant wireless carrier in China. They've got the highest dividend yield, 3.6%, strongest free cash flow amongst its peers. Their EBITDA, earnings before interest tax, depreciation, and amortization expansion has been tapering off as new business such as mobile payments, mobile internet, and internet of things will likely take time to become more meaningful growth drivers. Their analysis sees that the company is willing to pay for acceleration into subscription ad, subscriber ads. And due to that, it's unlikely to see a lot of foreseeable instant gratification in the stock, but... I thought there was a lot of good information in that. Bank of Korea raised its key interest rates today, 25 basis points to 2.75%, ticker symbol on Korea, EWI. That's a country I like. Go take a look at a 10-year, 15-year chart of EWI and tell me you don't want some South Korea. They're young, they're educated, good workforce. I'm not saying it's a can't will lose, but it's pretty attractive. A company that got a lot of play over the Christmas holiday season was a company called SodaStream. They bought a lot of radio commercial time, and they talked about how great a gift it would be to make your own sodas at home. <clears throat> to me, that sounds annoying. It doesn't sound attractive. Jim Cramer got behind it and pushed it to $40 a share. Now it's dropped about 15 percent and now it's starting to repop a little bit they're in the news today in the world of the briefing community the update community the news community the wire community oppenheimer put an upbeat message on the stock they're very bullish on it they think the company's u.s launch is going really well tied towards that holiday season give this as a gift meaningful retailer support increased consumer awareness uh, shares are looking attractive to Oppenheimer, significant growth opportunities, $40 discounted cash flow drive target price. It's a $32 stock. They said they'd use buying pullbacks as an opportunity. When you take a look at the stock of the chart of the, chart of the stock today, it, it popped up 15%. So it's getting a lot of headlines and they've got 40,000 global points of sales. 
I'd be cautious on this one. This one to me feels, I'm not going to say speculative, but it certainly feels manipulated. It's a very small company and that you can make a lot of money on a small company. I own no shares this one. Amazon.com got its price target pushed up to $200 today. What was interesting about this was the impact of the fourth quarter Kindle sales was the, the call on it. Ebook sales in 2011 should be higher because of both Android as well as more Kindles out there, more people potentially using it. Android tablet sales could be meaningful as well as the international Kindle sales should accelerate as the company starts securing more digital publishing rights. There's an enhanced consumer and vendor focus on some of the shipping programs caused by increased marketing uh, by ShopRunner. And long-term international, their share should you know, be on the conservative side of how they're able to grow their business model. Yes, Apple is competition. Yes, Apple is competition. So I'm not saying they're not. I'm not telling you this is a safe one. I'm just talking about ebooks and Amazon.com. In fact, today I want to say I'm not recommending any damn stock to you. I don't know you. I don't know your portfolio. I'll tell you what I'm looking at when I find intriguing. I'll tell you what the Wall Street research is pointing at and finds intriguing to me. Like today, Toyota Motor was upgraded to neutral from underweight at J.P. Morgan. They're starting to put some distance between their accelerator problems from a year ago. Time. Time heals most wounds. So I still like the large cap banks. Today, I saw a lot of research on mid-sized banks like a BB&T. Some people are calling it their favorite stock of the year. I'm not disagreeing with that one. I agree with that one. I think it's a nice stock, BB&T. JP Morgan today initiated coverage of 14 telecom stocks. This was kind of interesting because what this really gave me was an overview of the telco industry. Who would have known there was 14 telco stocks to work with? For instance, Crown Castle, ticker symbol CCI, SBA Communications, SBAC, Frontier Communications, FTR, American Tower, AMT, AT&T, T, Sprint, Nextel, S, Leap Wireless, LEAP, Metro PCS, PCS. They all got overweights over at JP Morgan. Verizon, VZ, Clearwire, CLWR, Intellos, ticker symbol NTLS, Telephone and Data Systems, TDS, and Windstream, WIN, they all got neutrals. And U.S. Cellular, ticker symbol USM, gets an underweight. What's kind of interesting to note about that is they've lumped some competitive, some local exchange carriers in with some long-distance plays, in with some wireless plays, in with some tower plays. And again, Telco's got a great dividend, but not a lot of growth this year. Apple price target raised to 415 over at UBS. In fact, there was an article in today's Wall Street Journal talking about Apple at $1,000 a share. Let's see other big stories out there today in the world of research, in the world of money, in the world of investments. Intel's numbers come out today after the market closes. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to wrap this up before that happens. But it's going to be a big one, as is J.P. Morgan. Maybe I'll talk about those a little later in the podcast. JDS Unifay's got their price target moved up to $21 a share, accelerating technology upgrade cycles. And what I can tell you is, with all these damn devices out there trying to get Netflix an application... We're streaming more and more movies. Um, very good book to bills. Highest quarterly book to bill in a decade for JDS Uniface. Their business is, I'm not saying screaming, but it's strong. It is definitely strong. General Motors came out of the Detroit Auto Show with just a lot of love. An improved balance sheet year over year, clearly, coming out of bankruptcy. 
sales are okay. Consumer confidence is up. Lower cost structure, expanding gross margins. They've got a market share leadership position in Brazil, Russia, India, and China. They recently became the first automaker to sell 2 million vehicles annually in China. So some people think that has some, some zip to it. There was a story out there today on Intel, no, 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 on um, Starbucks getting into India via a play on Tata Coffee. I just honestly couldn't, couldn't get myself to read it and care anything about it. That was just, I'm sorry, sometimes I just miss, I'm going to miss them. And I just, it just didn't work for me, if that makes any sense at all. Sometimes these stories just, uh, they don't flash enough to me. So back to ECB President Jean-Claude Van Damme Truchet. He said today inflation risk is broadly balanced, but could move to the upside. It's going to be a story worth following. He's the type of, I don't want to use the word, dirty word, effer. He's the type of effer that would raise interest rates on the first sign of inflation. Intel today, one thing you have to know about their last quarter was it was an awful quarter last quarter. They had very lean inventories, though. A nice ramp on a new semiconductor, strong China demand. Those are things that we're going to be listening for in today's conference call after the market closes. One piece of research I saw today was talking about research in motion breaking out. And that almost disappoints me. Only because I own shares of Apple. And I just feel that Apple and Android are going to really dominate the market. And what we're going to see in the next couple of days and weeks is how much does Apple, how much did Google's Android operating system for the Motorola Droid phones really benefit from no Apple competition over at Verizon versus how much did it really benefit because people wanted it in particular. I know some people who love Android phones, who who swear by Android phones. And at the same point in time, I know some people who are waiting for Apple to hit Verizon. So Research in Motion showed some multiple some restraint today. It hit, you know, it, it broke out above $64 a share. That's worthy of note. It's breaking out with strength. I don't own it, don't want to own it, but that's one of those things that can go higher based on the breakout. There was a Digi Times article today mentioning strong orders for their products in Taiwan, which helped boost the stock. Plus, Research Emotions got some negotiations with India that might be boosting the name as well. Oh, I see why SodaStream did so well today. Their CEO was on CNBC. So a lot of analysts recently have moved from the upper 300s to the mid 400s on Apple for a price target. Basically, everyone's saying strong product line that you know includes some of the most heavily gifted items during the holiday season, iPad, iPhone, iPod. A lot of strong buzz about their MacBook Air. Strong demand for products for most of the quarter. Some people believe in, it is in store to report you know, a strong first quarter, and they are. So I own shares of Apple. i got to legally tell you that every damn time I mention the name of the stock. <laughs> am I really this grumpy? Do you really think I am? It would be, be interesting to see if you think I did. Um, hmm. Industrial sector outperformed the S&P 500 today. ITT, PACR, some of the names that did okay, all things considered. I don't want to put any more value in that than I just did. 
Man, am I really popping my peas that hard today? Looks like I am a little bit. Um, keep moving forward. Popping my peas. That probably means very little to most of you out there. Uh, some renewed takeover chatter about U.S. Steel ticker symbol X is out there. Again, all I'm doing is reporting what I'm seeing today. There was a company that I brought up about a maybe two, three months ago, a company called B-Square. And I brought it up here on this podcast. and I mentioned it lightly on television. And the stock's done incredibly well. It's made people, a sh- honestly, a shitload of money. It's gone from $4 a share to $12 a share. Today it pulled back a little bit. But huge mover. So it's an unusual stock. It's a very unusual stock. Got a little bit of press today. Not a lot, but a little bit. Um, basically, like if you go into a rental kiosk type of scenario and you see a user interface where you have to put your credit card and you get the movie, it, that kiosk is incorporating like hardware and software from, you know, maybe the hardware is manufactured in Korea. Maybe the software is manufactured by, let's say, Microsoft. This is a company that helps pull it all together. And they've really done a good job in developing an expertise and combining third-party platforms. Sticker symbol is BSQR. As consumer devices get more and more sophisticated, there's going to be growing need for product developers that focus not on software development, but on integration of software and platforms from various vendors to create a product that works. This is one of the best performers in the last few months. It's up 125% since I started mentioning it. Company is firing on all cylinders. Um, their business models, it's, it's just weird. The process of transforming itself by expanding its operations into Asia has helped them enormously. They're focusing a lot of their attention on their own proprietary software, which could substantially boost margins. Company's got $2 plus in cash. It's a lot, it's incredibly difficult to find anything on this company. And one of the big concerns is that the value ladder by opting to compete more on price could hurt the company. They're increasingly going after work that is less specialized, less sophisticated, more commoditized. And that typically leads to lower margins, which could hurt the company. So they're moving their business model the wrong way. Their lead systems integrated greater in my Ford Touch, which is advanced automotive telematics and infotainment system. Ford Sync. Ford's currently shipping my Ford Touch on the 2011 Ford Edge, Ford Explorer, Lincoln MKX. Ford is their largest customer, about 23% of their revenue. Third-party software is the largest category for the company, which is 71% of their business model. Engineering services, 25%. Proprietary software and middleware is about 4%. So stocks had quite a run in the last few months. It's extended its run on very high volume. It broke into a near vertical, straight-up kind of move. It's more than tripled since its bottom or its lows. It's got some serious momentum, serious enough to take the stock from single digits to you know eight-year high, and doing so on exceptional, huge volume. So it's clearly signaling the increased potential behind even further follow-through from a broader immediate-term context. Stock is overextended on a multi-month time frame. So this is clearly not the time to be saying, let's buy you got some good gains. This would be a decent time to consider selling some, scaling it down. Looking for some sort of consolidative action to kick in. Um, you can always add back on a pullback. 
This is one that's not been – it hasn't had that pullback. It's hard to find much to get excited about in regard to looking at you know a two-month, 200% advance. I, it's all about risk-to-reward on Wall Street, and to me it just says be damn careful. Hey, that's all the time I have for today. Tomorrow will obviously be a different type of podcast. Thanks so much for listening today. And uh, make sure you tell friends about this. And I need to start getting some phone calls on the radio show and not from you freaky weird guy up in Oregon. Um, Steve, I need it from other people. So don't be shy about giving me a call. Uh, What is my number? Oh, it's uh, 800-516-1220 from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday on 1220 a.m. It's 800-516-1220. Take care. Good day. I will talk to you soon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.